At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome into the Nutside, Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. We've got Roxy Bernstein coming up in about 10 minutes. We're going to preview the Pac-12 college football season. That's one thing we haven't done yet on the Nuts and All. Well, there's a reason to. We probably don't believe they're going to participate in the college football playoff this year or the next year. It's hard to watch them on TV, I'll tell you that. Yeah, unless you get up at 9 a.m. Great job, Scott. Great job you did with the Limo Larry doing a great job there. The the dog father better be back in Seattle if they're going to have a chance. Incredible. I want to talk about, seriously, relegation. I mean, it's hard to do in the major (laughs) sports, but maybe in the conferences we can do it. We'll let that guy from Berkeley defend his position on his conference here. I give you credit, Amal. Down 0-2, you didn't panic with the Bucks. You said they would still win the series. I know you didn't give it in the Amal in segment specific right. plays to this other than Game 3, but your faith did not waver in the Bucks. You were right. They win the next four, and Giannis is your MVP. I tell you what, he had a series and a game for the ages. You know, there are very few players in a series where you can look and say they have a signature play and then a signature game. That block on DeAndre Ayton. In game, uh, what was that? Game four or five? I don't even remember now. But uh, and then the at home, perfor- at home, and, yeah, game four. And then the performance last night: fifty points, sixteen for twenty-five. But the best part about it, Mike, he goes seventeen for nineteen at the free throw line after struggling in the previous two games, going a combined eight for nineteen. Nineteen for free throws. Can an argument made for an off-the-board choice for MVP and Scott Foster? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All you Phoenix fans over here sitting there, I know you got a lot of people that come in from the Valley up here 
trying we, to support the them. The sports book was sold out. Every table and chair was sold out last night on a Tuesday night for game six of the NBA Finals. I saw That's it. more people than we're watching I, I, on TV. I'm sitting here. This is set up like a movie theater yeah, if you've never yeah. been to Circus Sports. And I'll tell you what, I thought it was a James Bond premiere in here. Yeah. I mean, it was unbelievable. Yeah, I, I didn't think so. I mean, Saturday night was raucous. It was maybe the most energy we've had since, since uh, March Madness. But on a Tuesday night, a lot of people, and I mean, it was split pretty equally all between Bucks fans. I mean, we have a big downtown crowd that is from the Midwest. So Wisconsinites for the Bucks, And then, of course, people that drove in from Phoenix. You know, I, I don't know how the ratings were for the finals, and I really don't care. But I'll tell you what, for me, I thought this was a very fun watch. I thought it was a terrific series. I know a lot of people like to see big names, especially casual fans. I, I was happy in this series, regardless of who won. I was pulling for Milwaukee, obviously, but... I wouldn't have been disappointed it had Phoenix won. You know, there's certain teams when they win, you don't watch any television post-game interviews for about a week because you don't want to hear what they have to say. But this one, I think a lot of people love the way Giannis, Middleton, Holiday, the way they carry themselves, conduct themselves. This team was terrific. But, Mike, to me, this changes the dynamic of Milwaukee moving forward in the Eastern Conference. Well, let's talk about that because we look. let's look back at the last three years. Yeah. This team has been a dominant team in the East. No question. They, they blow a big lead to the Raptors mm-hmm. two years ago. They kind of, I thought, got ambushed in the bubble in the humidity by a Heat team that was worse than them, but played in a, in a circumstance that it, it got the better of them. And then they won an NBA title this year. Yeah, absolutely. I thought this year was really impressive what they were able to do. Down 0-2 against Brooklyn, having to win Game 7 on the road. I mean, how many teams are going to be able to do that when you look back on it? And then in this series, again, not having home court advantage, they go into Phoenix. They're down 16 at the end of one. They make the critical plays in the second quarter, uh, second quarter going forward. And then down the stretch, Drew Holiday. I mean, this guy is going to be just memorialized in Wisconsin. And you know, the great thing is, you, Mike, you know this extremely well. The Pack have tremendous fan, uh, tremendous fan base. UW, Wisconsin, Madison, it's unbelievable. Third quarter, jump around jump and tell around. people. If you haven't been there, it's just worth going for the third quarter alone. Camp Randall's a place to go to. And then, of course, the support for the Bucks and the Brewers. They're partying on Blue Mound Road. Uh, talk about uh, the fortune it breaks that. I mean, Budenholzer was about to get the boot here if, yeah. if they didn't, especially if they didn't get out of the East semifinals. And now he'll have everybody in the state of Wisconsin buying him a brat and a beer for the next ten years, maybe twenty. Yeah, he, absolutely. <laughs> Why twenty? Why are you limiting? Life, there's there's statute of limitations on this. Are you for kidding life. me? Fifty years since Kareem won the last title there. Uh, really, just I, I'm sure it meant a lot for a lot of people. You know, we heard I was doing a show last night with Stormy Bonatoni, and we were talking about there were people, uh, there were a couple of people we saw Bucks fans crying. It reminds me a little bit of the Royals, yeah. a little bit of the Cubs. You know, people who are fans for certain teams you grew up with for a long time, what it means to those I, folks. I cried during Game 7 in, in the 2015 World Series because, and I thought so many Cubs fans did because our parents didn't live long enough that we're lifelong fans. I mean, it's hard, it's hard to live from 1908 and then go another century uh, to see them win, and that's how long it had been for the Cubs. As you mentioned, the finals for the ages, 35.2 points per game for Giannis, 13.2 rebounds, five assists per game, over a steal per game, over a block per game, and almost 62% from the field. Unbelievable. I wouldn't be myself if I didn't say this to you. Did you cry in 2015 because there was no game seven between the Mets and Royals? No, I'm in 16. I'm sorry. I'm just joking. You you know that. I'm always ball busted, my guy. I'm all Shaw. I'm all will be. This is the Nuts. Welcome back in. I'm Mike Palm. This is I'm all Shaw. Uh, Amal will be in Dallas tomorrow. You've got a business arrangement there, so I'll be with Josh Towers, but you will be missed. (laughs) Some rare air here for Giannis. Some rare air. He joins Michael Jordan as players with multiple MVPs, multiple defensive players of the year, and to win a finals MVP. Yeah, and another guy to do that in the same season, Hakeem Olajuwon. Uh, I mean, not multiple, but just to win uh, defensive player of the year MVP and finals MVP. Really impressive what uh, he was able to do. And when you think about it, Mike, I thought the performance in games – six when they needed him 
he delivered, particularly at the free throw line. That was an area where you thought, oh, gosh, if you're Phoenix, you're going to have a great opportunity. Giannis at best goes 50% at the free throw line, take advantage of it. His 17 for 19, every bit of that was needed to win the game. I had a friend text me last night. He said, boy, in the early in the playoffs, Giannis couldn't buy a free throw, and he's knocking him down like a pro in big spots tonight. I, you know, that's greatness, rising to the top when you need it most. You know, you made a comment to me off air yesterday. You said, Mike, we don't pay enough attention to the volatility of these future markets. Yeah. And let's take a look at the finals MVP odds. Before the playoffs started, as a three seed in the East, Giannis was 10-1 to to be the MVP. Before the conference semis against the Nets, after they had advanced, plus 650. Before the conference finals, plus 145 against the uh, Hawks. Before the finals, obviously, there was the injury concern. He drifted up to plus 325. And then before closeout game six, he was minus 350. 16% of the tickets... And 30% of the total handle for you, Josh Applebaum, on Giannis to win MVP at BetMGM. Well, listen, you you knew fair, uh, pretty much from a Milwaukee standpoint, if they were going to win it, it was going to be Giannis that was the catalyst. As well as Middleton could play or potentially played throughout the course of the series, Giannis was going to be the guy. If, without him, they don't win it. We said Giannis will get his 30-35, but I yeah. mean, he played well in every aspect of the game. Uh, even better than than what I anticipated. That That's what makes his performance so amazing, right? I mean, first game is a little bit sluggish. He scores 42 in game two, they lose. But to have 50 in a closeout, Mike, and deliver when your team needed it, and I love the fact that he goes to the free throw line, needing one out of two at 49 points, nails the first one, and they win this one. I mean, it did give the uh, Suns a little bit of a chance to be able to cover the game, but they missed a shot. Yeah, shot at the end. Somebody commented, we had a big decision. We needed the Bucks to cover. A lot of people took Suns. Phoenix, and of course, the future markets were great for us. But there was a text with our officer group about we had to, you know, fade the three at the end. And Matt Metcalf said, "Yes, that's the first time ever that a shot at the end of the game determined an NBA NBA side." Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's look ahead next year's uh, odds to win the NBA championship. As we talked about the Nets, a healthy Nets. Now, whether uh, they have the flat earther or not, it remains to be seen. But they are the favorites at two to one to win a title to bring a title to Brooklyn. Your guy, LeBron, in the Lakers, plus 525. You see the Bucks, Reigning champs will be 9-1. to A lot of respect for the Warriors. Last time we looked 13-1, to now down to 12-1. to You say draw a line through the Suns at 13-1. to Jazz, who were the one seed in the West, 14-1. to 76ers are a team I still believe in. Uh, ben Simmons has got to improve his game, obviously. 16-1. to Jonathan Von Tobel's Clippers are 20-1. to Nikola Jokic's Nuggets are 20-1. to And your Dallas Mavericks, 28-1. to uh, you know what? I'm sorry, I shouldn't say. No, it's okay. <laughs> um, you have four out of 36 teams that were better than 15 to one odds in the last 36 finals to get through. So let's yeah. go ahead and scratch pretty much everybody. You have Utah and Phoenix up there. We're looking at four teams: Milwaukee, Brooklyn, the Lakers, and there's someone else. On the Warriors are 12 to one. Do you put them in that group? I do not because I want to see how Clay Thompson responds. Uh, you know, we saw Durant be a little bit sluggish before he started rolling. Also, uh, Steph, how does he play? What happens with Damian Lillard? Where does he go? So those are all things to consider. What do you think about 76ers at 16-1? to 1? I don't think it's bad, uh, but is Ben Simmons going to show me that he can shoot the ball from outside four feet? And hit free throws as well, or want or want to have the ball in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that's a I big mean, problem. When you're one things. of the best players from an, uh, both sides of the floor perspective doesn't get out there and want the ball or isn't in the game, late-game situations. Will he start the season with the 76ers next? I believe he will. You can't trade him away, even if you think there's some negatives with him. Right, we'd like to welcome into the program Rocky, Ber- Rocky, Roxy Bernstein. Sorry, Roxy. Um, you may know him from calling college uh, college football games, college basketball games on ESPN for his work for the Pac-12 Network. Also, a lot of games for uh, different Major League Baseball teams. Well-traveled here. One thing, Roxy, we haven't done so far in our program this year is preview Pac-12 football, and we're glad you could join us to do that. 
the conference of champions you wait to the conference of champions for last is it was that the pecking order well we're not talking swimming and water polo <laughs> volleyball include volleyball hey. well penn state's been dominating volleyball hey, roxy i don't you know let's let's be honest you, you made the comment here though but it, you know we, Amal and I follow soccer quite a bit, and one thing we like about it is relegation and promotion for teams <laughs> at the bottom. And it, it, on a serious note here, I mean, is the if they had this for conferences, would the Pac-12 be on the border of relegation and as a Power Five conference? I mean, I could make an argument uh, for the for the AAC in football, and probably for the West Coast Conference in basketball. They're really one team leagues here. It's just Oregon. Wait a second here. The Pac-12 did have three in the Elite Eight in college basketball last season. So, and then in football, look, say what you want. If you put one of the American teams in the Pac-12, they, would, they wouldn't come close to winning the conference title. I'm sorry. I mean, look, they, they might have one team that can run the table in their league. and But the Pac-12 is still very much a power conference league. Roxy, don't apologize. You're 100% correct. We're just giving you some gruff on it because this team has, <laughs> this league has not performed. Listen, when you think about it, I still contend this, and I know you're a West Coast guy. I know I lived in Texas for a long time, and they think they've invented football down there. But to me, the greatest <laughs> program with the right coach is the University of Southern California. When you look at recruiting in L.A. and Orange County, you look at the, uh, the uh, ability with name, image, and likeness now at USC – this should be what Alabama was. You know, Pete was uh, doling out checks or whatever they were doing allegedly down in SoCal, and they were ha- they had to derail that train there. But to me, USC should be the premier flagship state uh, program of the Pac-12, Oregon, and there's other good schools there that should be more competitive than they are right now. Yeah, and, and that's fair. And look, for, for a number of reasons, the conference has struggled the last couple of years, but I do believe it's on an upswing. And USC had a great recruiting class. Um, they have one of the premier quarterbacks in the country in Keaton Slovis. My, my issue with USC when I watch him, guys, is I still believe as, as great as Slovis is, and, and you look at the receivers and Drake London, is I think going to be a breakout star in college football this year. They have to commit to running the football more. And that's, I think, what they've gotten away from. They've fallen in love with the air raid and with Graham Harrell and, and running that offense, and they're throwing the ball everywhere. And look, and it's great, and it's entertaining to watch. But when USC was dominant, when USC was winning national titles and among the elite programs in the country, it's when they were student body left, student body right. And you go back to Pete Carroll, they had Reggie Bush and Lendell White, and they were just cramming the football down people's throats. And I really think that's what USC has gotten away with. And for them to have that type of success again, I think they have to go away from the, the, the talk of, trying to just throw the ball all around. Look, I, I don't put much stock in last season, just be, especially for the Pac-12, considering what the conference was up against. But USC, when you look at the numbers, they averaged 97 yards per game on the ground in the COVID-shortened year last year. In 2019, they still only ran for 118 yards a game. USC, to me, guys, has to commit to running the football. And if they do that, I really believe that's the key for them being in the conversation as far as the top programs in the country. I got news for you, Roxy. John Robinson isn't walking back through that door. Neither is <laughs> neither is John McKay, Dick Tomey, Ralph Miller, the Lute dog Olson. Father. Oh, goodness gracious. Don James, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want to start out in the north, Roxy. Oregon has really owned Washington in recent years in football, and they are a pretty cheap favorite to win the Pac-12 North at minus 110. We see that the Huskies are the second choice at uh, – 
plus 140, and then Cal, Washington State, Stanford, and Oregon State are all double digits. How do you see the, the North shaping up this year? Well, Oregon clearly has the best talent, right? They have their premier pass rusher, I think, in college football, and Kayvon Thibodeau coming off the edge for them. And that huge game they have in week two, I think, will tell a lot, not just for Oregon, but the Pac-12 when, US, or when Oregon goes to Ohio State and takes on the Buckeyes at the horseshoe. Um, but they should be the team to beat in the North. I think Washington's got a lot of talent, but there's some question marks about them. Um, I feel good about their offensive line and their secondary, but they have a couple of key injuries that are going to, I think, make it a little bit more challenging for them. Uh, certainly the play at quarterback is a question mark for Washington. I think people are sleeping on Cal, to be honest with you, with uh, as much experience they have coming back and with Chase Garbers, another season, a quarterback for Cal. Look, they were picked to come in second last season, but I don't know if a team was affected more by COVID. Well, really, there's two in the Pac-12. You look at Cal and what Arizona State had to deal with. And, for, and Stanford, for that matter, also had to go away from campus for three consecutive weeks and couldn't even practice, couldn't even go home after playing games on the road. But to me, with all the experience that Cal has coming back, I think that's a team, although the schedule's challenging in terms of they have to go to Oregon, they have to go to UCLA, they have uh, Washington in Seattle, um, USC at home. So uh, that's the thing that makes it tough for Cal is the schedule. But for me, Oregon should be the team to beat in the North. Uh, Roxy, I agree with you on several fronts, but I also disagree on a couple of things. I thought Cal last year, I think Justin Wilcox is one of the top three coaches in this league. Kyle Whittingham to me, uh, I think those two guys are right up there. I'm not sure about Garbers. I have some question marks. You mentioned Thibodeau up at Oregon. I actually think he's the best player in college football. You know, the fa- Despite the fact that he's in the Pac-12, I think this guy's going to be a top five pick. He could have a Chase Young type of season. Uh, but overall, when you look at UW, to me, this is a program that should be elite. They lose the two biggest recruits in the state to Ohio State. Do you believe Jimmy Lake can take this team to where Peterson had them and continue that le- uh, lineage of what UW has been for decades? Well, and that's what I think is still to be determined with Jimmy Lake and how is the effective is he going to be as a head coach. And look, last year in that abbreviated season, they only played four games. They were the Pac-12 North champions, but could not play in the conference championship game because of the COVID outbreak, which they had. So that's why Oregon went to the championship game. And Oregon uh, got to play and win the championship because Washington couldn't. Uh, but there's still, I-, I think, question marks about that. And look, Jimmy Lake's got to prove he can do it. Um, he- he's getting some terrific classes coming in and some in. He's developing players and has been a big part of their success on the defensive side of the football the last few years. But he's still got to prove that he can be a good head coach, and that's still to be determined. We're talking with Rocky Bernstein, the Roxy, Roxy Bernstein. I'm going to say it right before it, before it's all said and done. Roxy Bernstein, Pac-12 Network, ESPN, college football, college basketball. Roxy, I want to take a look at the South and UCLA in particular. They've been atrocious on defense in the Chip Kelly era. I don't understand why he didn't go out and get Rocky Long to be his defensive coordinator. Well, uh, and look, it, it's got to be the right fit for Chip. And Chip has his schemes, and he's got his people he's comfortable with. And look, Rocky Long runs that that you know three three five stack, which maybe doesn't mesh with what Chip wants to do. But this is a pivotal year for Chip. Now this is if you include last year, year four. And, look, they've made progress, but the problem is the wins haven't shown up for UCLA yet. If you look at the win totals, he went from three to four 
He was three and four last year in the shortened season, but the most experienced of any team in the conference coming back is UCLA. Is this the breakout year? Is this what we've been waiting for for Dorian Thompson Robinson, a quarterback? And the schedule, though, again, is very difficult for UCLA. And if you look at the South, it's okay. If you want to take a look at USC, Utah, Arizona State, those are probably the top three teams with UCLA trying to crash the party and get in there. But when you look at the way the schedule lays out, challenging non-conference schedule that includes LSU at home. And look, UCLA has not won a non-conference game under Chip Kelly. That's clearly got to change this year. But then you get an elite play. They're in Seattle. They have Arizona State at home, Oregon at home, at USC. They got Cal at home, so the, at Utah. The schedule is very difficult for UCLA this year, but it's got to start turning into wins. And they need DTR to be that exceptional quarterback they thought they were getting when they brought him in. Roxy, I want to quickly look at Utah. They return a ton of starters, I think 17 or 18 starters as a collective, but Charlie Brewer comes in under center. He's had success at Baylor. Can he be a catalyst for this team to be a dark horse in this league? Well, I expect him to win the job. It's still up for competition between him and Cam Rising, who was the quarterback last year that got injured. But if you look at Brewer's career record at Baylor and 39 starts, and he's thrown for, what, over almost 10,000 yards, and has had a lot of success. And to me, I, I, I think he's got the inside track on the job, but Rising will still push him. But this is a team that has always made their living, if you will, on the line. And Kyle Whittingham, that's been a trademark of his teams. The offensive and defensive lines, their physicality, that's where they're strong again this year. They have the skilled people also with, the, I think the two tight ends are really good. TJ Pledger transferring in from Oklahoma at running back. Um, they also have Chris Curry who transferred from LSU at running back. But they're really strong on the lines, guys. And that's why I do believe that the schedule, I think, benefits USC a little bit more. Utah will have to go to L.A. and play the Trojans, where Utah has been once since, like, 1916 or something like that. But I, I do expect Utah to challenge USC for the Pac-12 South. And, and then you have questions about Arizona State. Look, they've got talent. They've certainly got the quarterback, because I'm a big fan of, of Jaden Daniels. But you wonder if this cloud hovering above Arizona State with these uh, accusations of the violations will bother and be – a distraction for Arizona State as the season plays out. Roxy, we have a one minute left. In a nutshell, if Oregon can't beat Ohio State, does the Pac-12 have any shot at getting to the playoff? Yeah, I, I think they do. Um, but I think that a lot would hinge upon USC, for example, right? Because USC, as you guys alluded to, has the cachet. If USC can finish as a one-loss team and win the Pac-12 championship game, I think USC is going to be right there. With the non-conference schedule that they're playing, with San Jose State who won the Mountain West, Notre Dame, of course, and BYU, USC could be that team. Roxy, thanks for the time today. Terrific info on your conference. You got it, guys, anytime. Great insight, and I agree with him. This is a year for UCLA to step up. To get LSU at home, I can't wait for that game. That's right about the AAC. I mean, maybe one day Cincinnati will be able to compete with UCLA in football. <laughs> <laughs> when we come back, we'll take a look at three games on the Major League Baseball schedule. That's next on the Nets.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Class is in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to put on your lucky pair of Crocs and channel your inner fortune teller because your prediction might just make you $10,000 richer. The Crocs Hoops Draft Prediction Challenge is coming up and we dare say free to play on DraftKings.com. If the odds are in your favor, 10 Gs could be yours. Learn more at DraftKings.com slash Crocs. Welcome back into the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's a mall Shaw. I want to start off with the three divisional matchups and start off in the NL Central. Cubs cards today. You know, these teams have identical records. They're both eight games out in the central uh, of the Brewers. They're seven games out of the Padres for the second wild card. Almost an elimination series to me in St. Louis. But the interesting thing about today's game is that Kyle Hendricks is going for the Cubs. He's 12-4, and but he's won his last 10 decisions. Uh, And the Cubs, we see, are a small dog today. You can find them at about plus 110, a total of eight here, against Adam Wainwright and searching for the Fountain of Youth. (laughs) Uh, I tell you what, Hendricks has been impressive, but this Cubs team continues to struggle. I think that you're going to see them being sellers at the trade deadline. I have not gotten involved in a lot of Cubs games this year, Mike. I think just t- typical, I mean, difficult to be able to really gauge your handicap if you're going to bet on them, but they're a team you could probably look towards the under on. But it's hard with an eight with Wainwright on the mound. I know Wainwright's pitched well at times this year. They always had Daniel Ponce de Leon, but I said <laughs> the fountain of youth was Wainwright trying to find. He has a pitch. You know, you look at this matchup. The teams have identical records. The stats for the pitchers beyond record, obviously, um, you know, Hendricks has won his last 10 games, so he's 12-4. and four. But when you look at ERA, you look at whip, you look at all these stats, I mean, Wainwright and, and Hendricks basically have the same stats here. 
I tend to look at Cubs at plus 110 in this spot simply for the fact that Hendricks has been on such a roll. When he started out early, he gave up all those home runs, but has pitched better as of late. Let's move on to another matchup in the Central Division, this time in the American League, where the Twins take on the White Sox today. Dylan Cease taking them on for the White Sox. $1.45, $1.50 favorite against the Twins. The Twins so far back, 40-55. and 55. They won the division last year. They're 18 games back of the White Sox, 14 back of Oakland for the second wild card. Amal, are you of the opinion that I am that the Twins are going to be major sellers at the trade deadline? Well, Mike, way to go on a limb with that opinion. This team's about 1,000 games back. I mean, come on, what did you think they were going to do? Hold on to uh, the big hammer himself, uh, Nelson Cruz? Well, I think Cruz is on the trading block, and I think Jose Barrios might be on the trading block, or I think Barrios. Every, I, and could it be that Cy Young runner-up Kenta Maeda could even be on the trading block? I don't know. I think only you and Wayne Krivsky would be interested in acquiring him. So there's, <laughs> I've told you all along, he's not that good. Well, I mean... The American League figured him out a little bit this year. He had the lowest whip in the history of baseball since that stat was taken, albeit in a shortened season. You know, Len Barker once threw a perfect game. You want to put him in Cooperstown? Yeah, the kid from the, the kid from the A's too. Who is the kid from the A's that threw the perfect? Yeah, Dallas the, Braden. Yeah, he does. There, he yeah. is their sideline reporter now, yeah. in the in the in the bleachers for him on Mother's Day, he threw a perfect game. Um, Giants Dodgers third game I want to talk about today. Tough beat for the Giants last night. They were on the verge of winning that game. They led the whole way. They were going to be up three games on the Dodgers. Then Will Smith pinch hit three-run homer in the bottom of the ninth, and the Dodgers rally. Yeah, but they had a 6-2 lead in the sixth inning. They squandered that with, away. With, with a bullpen that's been terrific this year. Yeah, I, I tell you what, I'm, I'm getting so frustrated in baseball right now with these pitchers. You know, Manfred is single-handedly, <laughs> I mean, this guy is committing homicide on the game. Manfred. I mean, this guy is absolutely destroying the game. Listen, pitchers have used this, uh, you know, so-called sticky substance for decades, uh, and now all of a sudden you want to remove it. Look at these games, Mike. We're seeing a ton of runs scored. The way the baseball is designed, it is hard to get a grip on. You can't throw with the same kind of control that you want. And by the way, enough with the spin rates and the nonsense. Yeah, well, Josh Towers will be on tomorrow for the full hour when you're in Dallas. We'll talk about, about a little bit about that, about the analytics of the game of baseball as compared to old-fashioned scouting and what scouts looked for in terms of putting teams together. Um yeah, it certainly has gotten one way. The pendulum has swung one way, and maybe it'll swing back the other way. I want to ask you this. Otani 0 for 3 again yesterday. Angels really struggling to score runs in Oakland. How far can his batting average dip and he still win the MVP here? I mean, he's going to be betting down into the 250 range here pretty soon. Well, today in, in today's baseball, as long as yeah, you're betting about a buck 80, you got a great chance. I mean, 210. 250's league average. <laughs> <laughs> 260 and you're Ted Williams. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, obviously, the pitching will factor into yeah. it, how well he does on the mound. But I still contend that guys that, that get in this home run contest, home run derby, at all-star break, a lot of them see a slump coming out right after. You expend a lot of energy, all those swings in that two minutes. Yeah, and I think you're seeing it more so with these guys, uh, a lot of these players nowadays, because, uh, simply put, they're just exhausted. And it's you can see the lingering effect. Mike, I was I saw a replay of this, uh, Otani and Soto, a little, just a quick uh, blip of it. I mean, these guys look taxed. Yeah, absolutely exhausted. Now they give them timeouts. They have to put their arm up to stop the clock. All right, last night, Amal and I went mano a mano in a game at Comerica in Detroit. When we come back, we'll see if we're on the same game or on the same sides.
The VEASAN football betting guides are coming soon, and there is no better way to prepare for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts, Sansa Malshaw, who wouldn't write his own obituary, provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings. Plus, best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and the player awards. Each guide is only $20, and discounts are available when you buy both. Now is the time to reserve your copy or copies, or sign up for VEASAN All Access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Sign up now at vison.com slash subscribe. Welcome back into the nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He is Amal Shaw. Amal, last night we were on opposite sides of a play for the first time since, I think, Missouri at Auburn in college basketball. You waxed me there. I got the better of you with the Tigers over the Rangers. You drew a line in the sand with Dane Dunning. Yeah, I tell you. I just know. You know what? It was just a gut feel. I thought, hey, maybe they can break out of their slump. This team continues to struggle. Just one run in their last 32 innings. Uh, It is a disgrace right now with this Rangers offense. It's been offensive. Um, But, you know, today I'm going to go with the Brew Crew here. I know the game's already underway, but you have an opportunity to take them because I think they're still scoreless in this one with big, bad uh, Brad Keller on the mound. Uh, I like the way uh, this Milwaukee team is trending overall. But more importantly, when you look at this matchup, Mike, uh, it's about the starting pitching today, going against Keller, and then of course, t- and then of course taking Lauer. Last yeah. eighteen and two thirds innings, just given up uh, two runs. You know, I tell you, uh, Tariq Skubal pitched great for the yeah. for the Tigers. Also, Wade Miley again. We he talked was, about was one earned run in seven innings. That's ten of eleven starts, two earned run or less. I played the run line. Of course, the bullpen gives up a run, and they went only by one, four to three. Yeah, I would not have expected the Reds to do that, and I was surprised when I saw the Mets get back in at four three. I was like, oh, he's got a good one. I here, thought I, I was yeah, it They were up by two runs the entire yeah, game. I think they were getting waxed today. Now I saw five nothing. Seven, seven nothing mm-hmm. Mets early. Okay, I have a couple of plays today uh, that that I liked, and they're they're both on the Major League Baseball schedule. I'm going to continue to uh, ride Robbie Ray against Garrett Richards of the Red Sox. I think this is a pretty important home game for the Blue Jays to stay in this race and the American League, both in the East and in the wild card. Tampa Bay losing right now in the bottom of the eighth, 4-3 to the Orioles. A chance to pick up a game here. I don't want to lay close to $2. I'll take them on the run line and lay the run and a half here. Robbie Ray has been outstanding in big spots. Listen, if the Blue Jays are going to make a push like they think they are, Ray and Ryu have to deliver the mail, and then they have to get adequate performances out of Manoa and Mats and Stripling. You're not a little bit deterred based on the performance we saw against Boston. Well, but that was that was stripling. This is a different thing. Remember, remember last. I mean, you got year excited two, based on what they did against the Rangers two two years ago, was it or last year? Kribsky gave me Robbie Ray at fifty to one with the Diamondbacks, and I mean he was out of it in second week for for Cy Young. He's pitched much much better this year. You see one ninety five here, a big high total in Buffalo again at ten and a half. Richards though has struggled a little bit, you know, whining about the foreign substance rule and. Uh, and all of this here. So, and then my other play, I'm going to stick with the Tigers against the Rangers. Manning today again only a dollar twenty against right. a team that seems to be totally disinterested in baseball in the it, Texas Rangers. You're absolutely right. That's a great point that you just made there. I was looking at this game. Uh, it, I just chose not to go with it, but it's it's hard to back the Texas Rangers right now at any point in time, and especially looking this matchup. Lyles has been atrocious. He's got an ERA north of five. Yeah, Jordan Lyles has struggled this year. Um, and you look at the Tigers. They're on. They haven't lost since the All Star break. They're only six games under five hundred here. I think they're going to finish second in this division. I think they're going to pass Cleveland. I don't know that they have a legitimate chance to really make a playoff run this year. But I think AG Hench has to get some consideration for Manager of the Year. This team was thought to be the worst in baseball, along with the Giants. Both of them overperforming expectations. Yeah, I would agree with you. But I think uh, when you look at it. Uh is manager of the year given by uh, each league, or is it? Uh, yeah, it would be AL. AL, AL and, and, and that's right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, 
Um, I think, you know, you have to look in Boston. You have to look in San Francisco yeah, right now. Kapler's got to be the favorite yeah. in the National League by far. Well, I mean, he no longer is uh, making pitching changes without guys warming up. Yeah. I thought the, there would be an upgrade with Girardi when Kapler left. It really hasn't gone that way so oh. far. But the Phillies still in it here. Uh, important series uh, in the Bronx, in the East. Both, to me, obviously the NL more so than the AL, but both the Eastern divisions are extremely compelling races as well as the NL West when we look ahead here with just about uh, a little over two months to go in the season. It's going to be a lot of fun to see how this thing finishes out. To me, the National League East and the NL West are the ones that are the two most intriguing. I get the AL East is very intriguing, but I feel like it's going to be a two-horse race. In the National League East, you got four teams potentially there if you include Washington, but... Can the Padres make a push? Is this a three-horse, I mean, excuse me, a two-horse race, or can San Diego get into it? I think San Diego needs to hold on for a wild card. Yeah. Um, uh, you loses last night. He 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 pitched admirably in that he battled in the game. But, I again, I don't think his stuff is sharp. You know, outside of Freeman, that Atlanta lineup, it leaves a lot to be desired. Well, you know, uh, without Acuna in the lineup, yeah. it's a huge blow. You can't lose a player of that caliber and expect not to have some sort of impact. If DeGrom doesn't make, let's say DeGrom doesn't make another 10 starts this year, you think the Mets can hang on? If, the, if there's some issue with DeGrom, as we've seen again, getting scratched from a start this week. I don't know. It's going to be tough because, you know, with DeGrom, you know you're getting some wins. I, I think this number's a little bit overinflated on the Mets at minus 240. Uh, Phil's three games back in the loss column at plus 450. I think they've got a great chance. Stroman pitching well today for the yeah. Mets, but is he going to be the guy that leads this charge down the stretch? We saw Taiwan Walker. He had kind one of bad game. But he kind of imploded uh, in, with that little foul ball that wasn't a foul ball down the third baseline. Yeah, but it's easy to say on the replay. When you're out there in the field of play, it's just a quick move. And I thought they should have reacted like, hey, let's just, we can review it afterwards. Like let's you said, they have replay. Yeah, play exactly. the play out. You're always going to get a Absolutely. replay. Absolutely. There's no reason not to play the play out. But uh, we'll see. Look, if the Walker and Stroman can pitch well along with DeGrom, this team's got a chance. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think the Phillies are interesting. I don't know if the Nats are out of it yet. How's Lester going to be the back half of the year? I, think I don't that, hold out much hope. Yeah. How about my, uh, I, you know, they got to be like three or four games over 500. I've got that over 85 and a half win total. I think I'm still a pretty big dog there. I don't know. The Schwarber's got to get hot again. I mean, Turner's been good, but they're sort of top heavy in the lineup as well. Not a high enough on-base percentage. Too many swings and misses with that team. And then the bullpen uh, leaves a little bit to be desired here. A's uh, impressive again against the Angels in this series this week. They swept them in Oakland in June. Well, they're going for a sweep again uh, against the Angels. Angels not scoring at all. Yeah, no, they're really struggling. You mentioned it earlier with Otani's issues post All Star break. We'll see if they can get on track. Uh, I, you know, the, it's just the Angels are a team that are you don't really pay that much attention to. Already under 511 games back. But the A's are right there, three and a half back, four in the loss column, have a chance to make a move on Houston. I don't think they'll be able to. I think they're going to be a wild card. We, we talked about this briefly earlier in the segment, Dodgers-Giants. Urias, 12 wins, goes for his 13th tonight for the Dodgers. If you'd have asked me which starter had the most wins this year, he might not have been in my top five. He wouldn't have been in my top 50. I mean, for uh, the Dodgers. I'm just talking about that, let alone the National League. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's, we it's amazing. Kers yeah. Kershaw, Bueller, Bauer all have to be choices over them. We didn't know if Day uh, was gonna, May was going to be a starter. Gonsolin, they kind of rotate people in and out there. But he's been a pleasant surprise for them. Takes them out for the Dodgers tonight. They're about a dollar fifty favorite here, trying to win this series against the Giants. They could draw even tonight. Yeah, you know what, Mike? We're going to look back on this season. If the Dodgers win this division, this could be the game that catapulted them last night, because that was a game you feel like San Francisco should have had, would have put them up, I believe, four in the loss column. Four in the loss column, three overall. Yeah, yeah, and it's just it's huge when you get down the stretch. All right, we're going to talk some NFL when we come back. We are shifting now to the AFC North, and we'll start our preview with the Baltimore Ravens. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. If you're looking for a hot tip to bet on, BetRivers Sportsbook has you covered every day. Go to the BetRivers app or BetRivers.com and find the game you want to bet on. Tap tips and you'll get instant research for the upcoming matchup. Try it out for baseball, soccer, tennis, and a variety of other sports. And to make your experience even more rewarding, BetRivers offers the most live streams of major sports and some payouts in only one-time playthrough. BetRivers, your hometown sportsbook. Offer valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Welcome back into the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He is Amal Shaw, and we're going to take a look over the next few days at the AFC North, Amal, and we're going to start our preview with the Baltimore Ravens. We'll take a look at the team odds, then we'll look at the individual awards, coach and players, and then Amal and I will give you our best bet for the team. Super Bowl surprised me a little bit at 14-1. to 1. I mean, this team has won the division and had tremendous regular season since Lamar Jackson took over at quarterback. So a little bit of a high price here to me, Amal, to win the AFC Plus 650. Look here. If they represent the AFC in the Super Bowl, more than two to one again. Everybody's a dog that makes it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it really is. I, I'm sure if we have the Kansas City Chiefs graphic, it will not be. Maybe there's just bigger takeout in the conference markets. Okay, <laughs> AFC North, they are the favorite at plus 115. A win total of 11, juice to the over. So in a 17-game schedule, and the AFC teams are playing nine home games, eight road games. If you think they're going to go over, they have to go 12-5 and five or better of all. 
You can get even money on the under that would be 10 and 7 or worse. To make the playoffs heavy favorites at minus $3, to miss the playoffs them all, plus 225. Yeah, to me, uh, you know, when you look at this team, I think they're very dangerous, but the big question mark has been Lamar Jackson's ability to deliver in the postseason. If they can do that, they've got a chance to really make some noise in the AFC. But until they prove it, and I don't think they're a slam dunk to win the division this year with the way the Browns could potentially be there. Uh, I think the Browns are a team you have to look out for. Big opening game here in Las Vegas. That's Sunday night, week one. Uh, tickets sold out already. I mean, premium prices here. Uh, we're seeing hotel reservations off the hook. All of our venues are, are sold out here. So that's certainly a key game. Then they go home in week two to host the defending AFC champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Next two weeks at Lions, at Broncos, certainly winnable games. They come home to play the Colts. Another great game. They go to L.A. to play the Chargers and then home to the Bengals in an interdivision game uh, before a bye in Week 8. Looking yeah, at this win total, remember, they need to go 12-5 and five to go over. Yeah, I, I think they still have a shot at it when you look at it. Now, the initial start of the season, a little bit challenging, as you alluded to, but they should be able to get three games probably in their first six, or maybe four and two. Well, I take a look at it from this perspective. What games will they be a dog in? They'll be a dog at home to the Chiefs. Yes. Small, yes. short dog. Favorite at Raiders, favorite at Lions, favorite at Broncos. Favorite, favorite the Colts, at home. Colts. Close, I would think close to a pick game against the Chargers right now. Oh, making, my God, stop. You think they're a road favorite right now? No, they're at home. I thought they're going at Char- Oh, they're at home. I'm sorry, I misread that wrong. Okay. Yeah, they'll, they'll be four or five-point favorite yeah. there. Oh, this schedule's not too bad. They'll saying. be a favorite at home to the Bengals, Bengals, favorite at home to the Vikings. They're at home four straight, three weeks. They and get then a, buy. a buy, and then at home. So they're, yeah, home, so they're five home for weeks. Five, five weeks. Yeah, they're home five for basically uh, the game finishes Sunday against the Broncos, and they're home until week 10 when they go to Miami. They'll be a favorite at home to the Vikings, a favorite on the road to the Dolphins, a at favorite Bears. on the road to the Bears, a favorite home to the Browns, should be a favorite on the road to the Steelers, might be a dog on the road to the Browns, Favorite at home to the Packers, favored at the Bengals, at home against the Rams, slight pick favorite. them or slight favorite, yeah. and at home to the Steelers. They may be favored in 15 games. I would think here. so. Worst case, you know, 14 games. What do you think about this total, over 11? I like it over. The and, schedule's and it, pretty... And it, and it regulates it to a regular season bet. You don't have to worry about Lamar in the playoffs. And not only that, the other thing is, look at the schedule. Bengals, Vikings, at Dolphins, at Bears, Browns. I mean, mm-hmm. that's and you get that bye there in Week 8, it's about as good as it gets. Yeah, I like it. A little tough stretch there, key stretch there where you go Browns at Steelers at Browns and then Packers, right? So a tough tough stretch there week 12 after the bye in week 8, but it's hard to see this team losing seven games to lose your bet. Yeah, I would agree with you. I don't see yeah. it happening. I think they're going to get there. Great, great. All right, let's go look at the individual awards now, Amal. John Harbaugh for Coach of the Year, 35-1. to 1. Now, the tough thing about that is He'd almost have to go deep into the, but it's a regular season award. They've they, already accomplished no, they, things in listen, the regular season. They would have to wind up with the best record or the second best record in the AFC. That's it. They win the division doesn't mean anything. Lamar Jackson for MVP, 18 to 1, and same odds for Offensive Player of the Year. No, I think the failures in the postseason, even though the, the voters won't tell you this, I think it'll play in the back of their minds. I, I don't think they want, want to give it to somebody who doesn't necessarily perform at that level. And we're so statistically driven now especially with quarterbacks throwing for 50 touchdowns. You're going to have a quarterback this year throw for 50 touchdowns uh, with that 17th game. I think it's a strong possibility. 5,000 yards is very much on the table for a couple of quarterbacks, so I would not take Lamar here. Uh, Calais Campbell, I know you like him. Defensive player of the year, 80-1. to one. Uh, I like him, but at, no, not at 80-1. to one. Um, Pernell McPhee, defensive player of the year, 100-1. to one. No. Pernell Whitaker. 
No. Uh, he's a little too old. Pound for pound. <laughs> pound for pound. Rashad <laughs> Bateman, <laughs> offensive rookie of the year, 35 to 1 of them. Yeah, I don't think so. He's not going to get enough passes uh, to be able to really establish himself. There's better receivers out there, and I'm not taking a golden gopher who comes from the boat rowers. Jason Away, defensive rookie of the year, 16 to 1. Who'd you say? Jason Owe. Am I mispronouncing? No, no, no. I just oh, I didn't oh, I just I didn't hear fast. it. Yeah, Jason Owe, defensive rookie of the year. No, I, I think this is a good, experienced Baltimore defense. It's hard to win those types of awards when you've got a lot of guys around you on a good team. You know, generally speaking, guys stand out. you got to put up numbers. And, you know, you saw Darius Leonard a couple years ago uh, out of South Carolina State have a tremendous rookie year for the Colts, put up tackles, and he impressed. And not only that, the Colts' defense improved drastically. If we project the Ravens to win the North, and, uh, you know, they're plus 115, a slight favorite over the Browns that are plus 150 right now, where do you project them in the playoffs? We know we've seen that's where they've had their struggles. Yeah, they have, uh, but I, I think this is a team that probably is a three seed. Right, because I think Kansas City and Buffalo will have the two best records. Uh, yeah, I, I think so, and they're in a very competitive division. You know, we can sit there and say all we want negatively about the Steelers, but the reality of it is it's still never an easy game when you go into Heinz. It's never an easy game when they come into ballpark at M&T. They're a competitive team, the division rivals, so that won't be a case. And how about the Ray, uh, Bengals, 25-1? to 1. I Look, I have question marks on Joe Burrow's health and the offensive line, but that offense should be a little bit better. Jamar Chase in the mix, uh, T. Higgins. Let's see what they're able to do. Here's my problem with the Ravens. My problem is Greg Roman, the offensive coordinator. All right, he should go back to that Holy Spirit of Seekin, and he can hang out with Michael Lombardi there in New Jersey. All right? He panics when they get behind in game. If you're going to be a team that runs the ball first and be a dominant running team, when you get down 10 points, you can't abandon the run and turn Lamar into a drop-back passer. He is not a drop-back passer. This need team, like the Cowboys with Dak, in my opinion, they need to play downhill. They need to play from the lead because when you're just going to drop back and pass into seven-step drops, neither of those quarterbacks are going to beat too many teams coming from behind. You know, I tend to agree with you. Um, I, I just think that this team needs to play from out in front. Edwards and Dobbins are going to have to have big years for this team. Question mark for them is the offensive line. You lose Orlando Brown. How good can this team be on the offensive front? That's the concern I have when you look at them. Uh, you're going to run the ball behind Ronnie San Stanley on the left side there, a Notre Dame guy. So let's see how effective they can be in the passing game. Does Bateman make an impact? Does Hollywood Brown actually show out for once and actually do something? And I'm not a big Sammy Watkins guy. I thought he was a great collegiate talent, drafted high, but he's never delivered at a level. You know, he keeps moving on. Buffalo, uh, Kansas City, now Baltimore. So I have some concerns about Sammy Watkins there. How much when you're evaluating a team and you're either looking at projections for a division or for season win totals is special teams to you? Do you look at the special teams? No, but when you have the best special teams in football and the right. best kicker in Justin Tucker, it's it's hard to overlook that. They, I mean, this team gets inside the 40-yard line. They're, they've got three points. So the, the year though the Rams made the Super Bowl run, the special team's so important. Yeah. Uh, with Zerloin, who was... Legatron. faded a little bit here, yeah. but uh, but Hecker as well as a punter was just tremendous. You're absolutely right. And, I mean, it's always valuable. Uh, it definitely does make a difference at the benefit. But at the end of the day, it's going to come down to your offense and yeah. defense. Does, does your offense keep you in games? Yeah. I mean, when they get behind in these playoff games, uh, he doesn't come into, into effect exactly. too much. Cincinnati, the wild card in the division, I think. We pretty much have strong opinions on the other teams. How much do you think that that uh, Baker Mayfield and Cleveland can sustain this level of improvement. We saw when Jimmy Johnson took over the Cowboys, the plan, and they went from 1 to 50, but they made steady progress every year. 1 to 15, 
seven to nine, eleven to seven, and then eventually they got to start winning divisions and, and Super Bowls. But you know, here's the thing that I think gets overlooked with the Browns because you've got OBJ and of course uh, Jarvis Landry and Baker being a first overall pick. It's the offensive line. Remember, Jack Conklin got off to a fast start in his career in Tennessee. You bring in Joel Batonio; he's done a nice job for this team. And to me, it's been the offensive line play that's really helped them. It's You know, the same thing with the Colts. You see the offensive line, how formidable they are. The detriment of the Pittsburgh Steelers has been offensive line play or lack thereof. So I think that's really where you have to focus in on. And then defensively, you've got a first overall pick in Miles Garrett. You've got a fourth overall pick in Denzel Ward. You've got some players on this team. I don't think it's necessarily a situation where they just came out of nowhere. It's kind of been building for a little while when you look at the number of high-end players they have drafted. I think their ability to run the ball is so important. I didn't even mention it. We had like three straight games in Cleveland last year. Remember where the it was so windy and the yeah. weather was, and it, these games just came down to field position, punting and running the ball, and they were able to win in those conditions as well and score 50 against the Steelers in the playoffs. Today. They, they have the best combination running backs in terms of Nick Chubb and uh, Kareem Hunt. I mean, they're unbelievable. You know, Chubb's a guy, if he didn't have that catastrophic injury when he was at Georgia, He's probably drafted in the first round. He's the first pick in the second round. I mean, you're going to look back potentially and say, wow, what a steal the Browns get. Baker and uh, Chubb in the same draft. Yeah. So I'm landing on over 11 wins, I'm minus 120. You. That's my play. I, I don't think the Ravens lose seven games. Yeah. I I look at them as I think that they should be favored slightly over the Browns to win the division. But I think they can still get to 11 and not win the division, right? They could, they could go 12 and 5, and the Browns could be just as good. I, I agree with you when you look at this team. And here's the other thing we always know Harbaugh's teams are competitive, Mike. Uh, and so I think it's, it's, been, it's been what? This would be uh, going on four years before the last time they didn't win double digits. Yeah. Good luck if you joined them all in game on his play, uh, fading big, bad <laughs> Brad Keller uh, with the Brewers and the two games that I'm on tonight. Uh, you'll be in Dallas tomorrow. Got a deposition. Josh Towers in studio for the whole hour. We'll talk a ton of baseball. Hey, Stay don't, t- hey, don't forget to give out my social security number. Uh, I don't know it yet. Well, that's why. It. Stay tuned to VEASAN. <laughs> Up next, betting across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.